welcome into the Roto Lounge Bourbon family. It's your boy Brad Starks. We are here to talk fantasy football, drink some bourbon. Tonight, we're going to do a prospect breakdown of Ohio State wide receiver Garrett Wilson. But before we do that, we know what time it is. It's time to pour a drink. It's time to pour a drink. So go get your drink. I'm going to get mine. I'll meet you back here in no time. All right, tonight I'm I'm doing bottom shelf. I'm doing bottom shelf. Show some love to the bottom shelf. I can't always pull some of my good bourbons. Tonight we're drinking on a bourbon that is called Virgin Bourbon. Rare 101 proof. This bourbon is I it's hard to find and I know that you can find it in North Carolina. Uh, my mother-in-law was in North Carolina visiting, and I said, hey, go to the liquor store. Look for this bourbon called Virgin Bourbon 101. It's like 15 bucks. Um, she brought it home for me, gave it to me for Christmas, had me wait. Uh, but anyways, it's it's distilled by Heaven Hills in Kentucky, right? But you can't find it anywhere on their website. Just a bottom shelf drinker. It reminds me of um, JTS Brown, which is also a Heaven Hill product. Uh, but let's pour it and let me I'll let you know what I think. It is a screw top, so we're gonna screw it, unscrew it. Oh, let's try that again. Championships. You gotta love those screw tops. Alright, let's pour it out. And again, this is a $15 bourbon. Let's go in for the nose. Now I get like um like a rich caramel, it's it's very sweet on the nose. Uh, vanilla, I get uh, some oak, maybe a little bit of honey, something like sweet. Some a, a slight cinnamon, some spices. I can't tell. It's some type of spice, like a cookie spice. Very sweet. Now going in for the taste. You can go. Ooh, <coughs> you can go with the big gulps when you're drinking that fifteen dollar bourbon, because you ain't worried about running out. You just go get some more. Um, got a decent finish. Lasts a long time. If you're trying to determine the finish, basically what you do is drink it and then just sit there and wait until you no longer feel it, no longer taste it. That's what the finish is called. How long does that last? Um. This one, it's it's not too long, but it's also not too not too quick. It's you know a medium finish, um, but again on the palate, it's a sweet bourbon. I get vanilla, I get caramel, I get a little bit of oak, some brown sugar, a little spice, a little very hint of pepper, like table pepper. Very solid bourbon, man. Very solid bourbon for 15 bucks. If you're in the North Carolina area or Alabama, I think, um, look for this bourbon. Pick it up. Let me know. Uh, leave me a comment uh, on the podcast or find me on Twitter at, at Roto Lounge. Let me know what you think of this bourbon. Cheers. 
All right, let's get into uh, Garrett Wilson. Now, I'm going to be doing some YouTube videos. I want to do some quick YouTube videos, data and film, where I talk about the analytics piece, um, but then I also talk about um, what I see on film because the analytical model tells you, you a story. Film breakdown tells you another story. When you can add the combine measurables, the speed, the size, the agility, the burst, all those things that you can find out at the combine and you add those into a player's profile, it can really paint a picture. And then you compare that picture with previous success stories, right? Uh, do the metrics match up with others? Do they hit? Then you look at college production. Does it match up? Um, and you can really paint a picture of what this player might be at the next level, you know, barring injuries or anything like that. So let's go ahead and start with Garrett Wilson. Um, again, I will have some YouTubes on this, but this is going to be a, a just a quick podcast, right? I don't want to spend too much time on it. Give you what you want to hear. Uh, let me get out of here and finish drinking my bourbon, and then we'll move on to another prospect. Um, for the Patreons, I get the All-22 film, and I break it down. And it kind of gives me an idea of what to talk about on the podcast as well as what I'll show on the YouTube videos. If you're interested in that, patreon.com slash Lounge. You can find me there and see some of my college prospect breakdowns. All right, real quick, Garrett Wilson. Uh, he was born 7-22-2000. Uh, right now they have him uh, where I've seen is basically around 6 foot, 192 pounds. Uh, again, we'll know more at the Combine, but right now Ohio State has him at six foot 192. He's from Lake Travis High School in Austin, Texas. Uh, he was a five-star recruit coming out of high school. You love to see that. Uh, he was the second wide receiver in the class in 2019. Uh, this was behind the number one ranked wide receiver, Jadon Hazelwood, who just transferred from Oklahoma to Arkansas. Uh, he was number two behind Hazelwood. George Pickens was number four. Jamison Williams was 13, and Traylon Burks was 16. David Bell was 19, and Drake London was 35. So this class is loaded with guys that were at the top of their their class coming out of high school. Uh, the season of his freshman year, Garrett Wilson was 19 years, one month of age, around the beginning of the season in August. Uh, so that's the age I have him at. So when I'm trying to determine a breakout age, um, that is what I have. Uh, so let's let's talk about real quick. If you've been listening, you understand how it works. We look at dominator rating, breakout age, um, and and what his market share of the offense was, and that kind of paints a picture for us as far as some analytics. So as a freshman in 2018, he was 19 years, one month of uh, age. He played 13 games. He had 30 receptions for 432 yards. When you look at what his team did, he only had a 12 percent market share of the receptions and a 12. 0.75% market share of the yards. That's not going to cut it for us. That is not going to cut it as a true freshman, but not everybody hits as a true freshman. All right. So we can't knock him for not hitting as a true freshman. But when you see someone that does hit as a true freshman, it opens your eyes a little bit. It says, okay, if this kid or whatever can come in at a certain age, dominate at a young age, then he possibly could just be a natural. Go to the pros, dominate. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. But it doesn't always happen. But when it does, you kind of you know look deeper to see what that prospect has. But he didn't do it as a freshman. Uh, so as 2019, he was a sophomore, right? That was the COVID season. 
He was 20 years, one month old at, at that sophomore season. And he played in eight games, right? He had 43 receptions, 723 yards. Uh, so at a market share, he had 27% of the receptions. Ding, 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 ding. We want to see that. We want to see really above 20, above 26 is even better. Yards of the offense, he had 34% of the team's yards, which is great. Uh, as a whole, the team passed for 2,100 yards. He had 723 of those. Uh, so it's good to see when a player has that high of a market share of the receiving yards. It means he's a focal point of the offense. As a junior, he was 21.1 years of age, right? This last season, playing with Chris Olave, coming back as a senior. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, uh, emerging star there. He's a sophomore right now. So he had some competition, right? They've talked in the past about why Jared Judy couldn't produce uh and they say well maybe it's because he had stars around him why couldn't Jalen Waddle produce why didn't he have a good a, a breakout age dominator rating uh Devonta Smith Henry Ruggs they all played together that was the excuse well Garrett Wilson's playing with Chris Olave and he's playing with Jackson Smith who are both going to be NFL players and this year he played 11 games Caught 70 balls for 1,058 yards. That gave him a market share of 26% of the receptions and 27.5% of the yards. Still a really solid, a really solid production. If you look at the year before when he was a sophomore, right? That was when Jackson Smith was a freshman. That was when Jamison Williams was there and he was a sophomore. So he didn't really have a lot of competition other than Chris Olave. Um, if I can remember correctly, I don't think there was another wide receiver there that went pro. Uh, that would be taking some of his um, production. But this last year, Jackson Smith really began to emerge uh, and take a lot of that. If you take away the two games that um, Garrett Wilson did not play, he didn't play in the uh, the final bowl game, he missed another game. In those two games, Jackson Smith had like 250 yards in one game and 350 yards in another game. So if you, take, if you combine all that, Jackson was actually the leading receiver of that Ohio State team. But if you take out the bowl game, Garrett Wilson led the team in, in yardage. Uh, I'm not quite sure if he led the team in receptions or not. Uh, but in my opinion, he was the alpha. But I think Jackson Smith is going to be a better pro than him. Uh, so I, I'm really looking forward to the 2023 season. Because if you're looking forward to having Garrett Wilson on your roster this year, then you really need to be excited for Jackson Smith next year. So don't fall in love with a certain player but i wouldn't mind having garrett wilson this year but jackson smith i think is going to be a star at the nfl level as of now we don't know what's going to happen but as of now he looks the part for sure all right let me finish up here so i talked to you about the market share of the team the receptions in the yards i don't average in touchdowns because again touchdowns are, aren't very sticky one year a player could have one the next year he could have 10. I think it's just a matter of coincidence or sometimes it's luck. You never know. So if they are a big part of the receptions, if they're a big part of the yards, that's what determines my dominator rating and my rating. And there's many, many, many uh, scouts out there or, or evaluators that I respect. Even if I don't know any of these people, I respect them for putting the time in and trying to figure out who is going to be a breakout player because... It's for all of us, right? They're not doing. They're doing it for you. They're doing it for other followers. 
Um, I'm doing it for you as well, so I respect anyone that puts time in to try to determine who's going to be a player at the NFL level. But in my process, in my evaluation process, in my model, and certain things I look at, I do not include touchdowns. I look at receptions and yards. So my numbers may be a little different than somebody else. So I look for different things. Um, that's just how my process is. Everyone's process isn't the same. So don't try to compare certain people's process because they could use different tools, different stats to help them come to a conclusion that I'm also trying to come at. So I really look for a 26% uh, or higher dominator rating because from my research it really indicates that a receiver has the potential to be the team's number one wide receiver uh, or a high caliber contributor if it's 20 to 25 percent uh, to me it indicates mid-level talent situational upside and then less than 20 percent is really a red flag for me um, i really have to dive in and, and there's certain situations whether i'm going to like this player or i'm just going to fade so let's look at uh, what Garrett Wilson did in college, his career market share. So we're going to do a career market share. It's going to give us a career dominator rating for him. He had 21.8% of the team's receptions over his career, and he had a 25% or more accurately, a 24.83% uh, market share of the yards for his entire career. So you add those two numbers together, you divide it by two. He had a 23.31% dominator rating for his career at Ohio State okay um, so to me that falls in the 20 to 25 percent which indicates to me he's a mid-level talent with situational upside okay uh, I see that on tape uh, he has some really good moments um, but is he going to be that alpha is he going to be that wide receiver one or is he going to be that wide receiver two that has some big games right uh, looking at players like Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, maybe some other players like a Christian Kirk. Um, you know, those are type players that have that situational upside that weren't necessarily alphas, but had a good profile that you would want on your fantasy team. Now, the combine hasn't happened yet, so I want to look at that as well. That could sway uh, how I evaluate uh, Garrett Wilson. Uh, now, we look at breakout age, right? The breakout age is... Whichever year, however old they were at the beginning of the season when they hit a 20% of the market share, right? And he hit that as a sophomore. We talked about it as a freshman. I think he was at 12%. Uh, but as a sophomore, his market share was like 30.81% of receptions and yards combined. So that was basically his dominator rating that year was a 30.81. So that sophomore season, he would have eclipsed that 26% that I'm looking for. However, his junior season and his freshman season where he only had 12%, that really brought his number down over his career. Um, and that's just what I evaluate on. So his breakout age was a 20.1, 20 years old, one month. A sophomore season was his breakout. Very good number, right? Good number, not a, not a make or break number. We're not, we don't care about, you know, 17, 18, 19, 20. I mean, it's, we care about it, but it's not a uh, defining stat, right? There's there's no one defining stat. It's, it's just like when you paint a picture, it's several brush strokes until the masterpiece is completed. It's not just the very first one or the very last one. It's the, the combination of every brush stroke for the entire painting to get the masterpiece so we look at several metrics and several film details to kind of paint this picture for us 
So let's talk about that film and what I see on film. When I watch Garrett Wilson on film, I get very excited because I am a sucker for route runners, for separators. You all know I love Jerry Judy. You know that I love Justin Jefferson. Garrett Wilson is the same mold of those guys, the way he run routes. I mean, it really excites me the way he can maneuver, uh, the way he manipulates defenders, the way he uses his hips and his shoulders and his head uh, to really create separation between him and the defensive back. I think he's on the verge of being an elite, elite route runner, right? When I watch him, I don't see Odell Beckham, but I see the skill set of running the routes that I see when I watch Odell Beckham Jr. Um, and he's only going to get better. He's only going to get better. He's only 21 years old. Now, he's not nearly as polished, I think, as o Odell Beckham was. Um, I don't think he's as polished as Jerry Judy was. Um, and a lot of people didn't realize how good Justin Jefferson was at route running. But I'm sure they know now. I mean, he's probably one of the best route runners in the NFL at this point in his career. And he's only going into his third season next year. But Garrett Wilson, to me, is one of those elite-type separators, route runners. He's just really tremendous. And when I release my data and film breakdowns uh, on YouTube, I, I want you to watch it just so you can see what he can do uh, on the field. Now, he also is very good at high-pointing the, the football. He's very good at running underneath the football, tracking it in the air. Um, these are some of the skills that, that I see on tape that he's very good at. Very versatile. They'll run sweeps with him. He can, he mostly plays in the slot. Occasionally he'll play on the outside, uh, but he's very versatile. They can move him around. He can do a lot of things. Um, those are a lot of the positives that I see on tape. Now, some of the negatives that I see on tape is, is his size, right? If he's six foot 190, I wonder if he's going to be smaller than that. We'll, we'll see at the combine if he's smaller than that. Uh, really like his build, uh, his play strength, uh, he can go up and high, high point the ball, but sometimes he just can't come down with it. So I want to, I want to see how strong he is at the combine. Hopefully he does some bench presses and we'll see. Um, but blocking, I, I don't really see a good blocking wide receiver. Um, so there's certain parts of his game that do kind of concern me obviously he can run a route with the best of them he's got really good hands and high point the, the football but it takes a lot more than that to be a successful nfl wide receiver you have to be consistent in everything you do you have to be a good blocker for their running backs you have to be a downfield block i mean there's a lot of things that you have to be able to do you don't have to do them all the time but you have to be good at them uh to be on the field so i think he needs to prove improve in some of those those areas his strength uh, securing the football all the way down, uh, learning the block, getting uh, the right angles uh, on his blockers and, and stuff like that. Also, I don't think he has the elite speed, right? He's fast. He's fast, but I don't know if he's got the elite runaway speed. Now, again, neither does Justin Jefferson, neither does Jerry Judy. If he can hit a 4.47, four, four, 4.5, four Okay, I, I like that type of speed. If he is a four five or higher, you know, we might want to start diving in again and see him because you know what? It is good to be a separator, but you're much better separating at college 
when you're running a four five and the DBs are running four sevens, right? You're much better. So your separation at the college level could look a lot better. But if you're only if you're four five or higher, four six, whatever, they're a lot faster. The DBs in the NFL are a lot faster. So I want to go back and I want to look at that as well. But we'll know more at the combine. But when I do, here's here's let me tell you what I see on tape. When I watch him on tape, I see Marquise Lee. And for those that remember, Marquise Lee came out of uh, USC, was a Trojan. I was a huge, I am a huge, not anymore, but I was a huge Marquise Lee truther. I absolutely love Marquise Lee. I mean, the dude was versatile out of Garrett Wilson. He could run sweeps. He could play in the slot. He could play outside. He could run with the best of them. He could high point the ball. He could run underneath the ball. He could do everything that Garrett Wilson can do. The only thing that Garrett Wilson is probably better at him as is running routes. Uh, Marquise Lee was good at running routes, but uh, Garrett Wilson is a different type of route runner. He like he can make the DB. He's he can make him fall over. He's that quick, that sudden. He could make a defensive back fall over, put him on skates, break his ankles. However you want to say it. Wilson could do that. I don't think that Marquise Lee could do that at the college level. And then we, when he made it to the pros, he was drafted at the end of the or the beginning of the second round, I think, by Jacksonville. Was kind of plagued by injuries, just never really put it together. Even his rookie season, I think he was he hurt his hamstring, so he missed camp. He finally came in, tore an ACL, just never got his career off the ground. Um, and, and I love Marquise Lee so much, so much. I was. I had him in so many leagues because he was falling in drafts because he fell. Um, I think that's that's the year, the, the wide receiver year. That's the year of Odell Beckham and Kelvin Benjamin and Mike Evans and Allen Robinson and Jordan Matthews. I think that was the year that uh, Marquise Lee came out. So he was falling, right, because there were so many wide receivers. And I had a ton of him, and it just did not work out. When I watch Garrett Wilson, I, I, it reminds me of – Marquise Lee. It also reminds me a little bit of Christian Kirk. Uh, Christian Kirk was, I think he was faster than Garrett Wilson. Not not the not the elite route runner, but he was a separator. He could high point the ball, slot receiver. Um, so I get that kind of Christian Kirk, Marquise Lee vibe, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes the classes just aren't great classes, right? But we have to take the best players. And we have to build around those. So maybe Mark, maybe uh, Garrett Wilson's the best wide receiver in this class, but he's only going to be a wide receiver too, right? We'll see once we get closer to the draft. If you want my rankings, I'm not going to put my rankings out here. The Patriots get the rankings. The Patriots will get my rookie rankings. That's it. I'm not putting my rookie rankings out nowhere else. Nowhere else. No receipts. The only receipts are, the, are, are my boys and my girls in the Patriots that respect the Roto Lounge, that want to support them, they're going to see the rankings. And if they say, you know what, Brad, you put this guy too high. Why did you put him there? And what are you going to do to get better at that? Right? That's the only people that I want to talk to about my rankings is the patrons who support me and say, you know what, because of you, I was taking this guy and it didn't work out. So why did you just dive in more and tell me why you chose him over just so I know moving forward and if you were wrong how are you going to improve that process right 
that's who I'm doing this for, the patrons. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do all this for you guys and girls and some entertainment and some content. But when it comes down to the rankings of who we should be drafting in our fantasy drafts, that's for the patrons. So if you want some of that, sign up, Roto Lounge or Patreon slash Roto Lounge. That's what it is. We'll talk bourbon, we'll talk rookies, we'll talk all types of stuff. But that's what I have for Garrett Wilson tonight. That's all I have. All right. I appreciate you tuning in. This has been your boy, Brad Starks. Next episode, we're going to break down the Houston Texans. We're going to do a uh, the team breakdown. Houston Texans is next. Then we'll do another prospect. Then we'll do another team, another prospect. Kind of rotate like that um, until we can get into some, some more some more things. The uh, combine will come around and we'll do some fun stuff there. So anyways, this has been your boy, Brad Starks in the Roto Lounge. I think things are looking up. So drink up. Good luck.